Welcome to the Financial Coaches Network, a show to help financial coaches build and grow successful coaching businesses by focusing on the three pillars, getting clients, working with clients, and running the business. I'm Garrett Fulbin. Over the first four years as a coach, I grew a successful financial coaching business to over 80K in annual revenue. And I'm Joshua Escalante Troche. As a tenured professor of entrepreneurship and a consultant, during the past two decades, I've helped more than a thousand entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. So get that pen and paper ready or open up the notes app on your phone. It's time to build your ideal financial coaching business. Welcome to another edition of the Financial Coaches Network podcast. So one of the things as a financial coach that you have to choose is wow. what kind of software, if any, you are going to use to monitor and actually be able to see the results, not even the results. What am I trying to say? Everything to see what's going on clients, in your clients. Where they lives. are. Yeah. 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 And that's something that honestly hasn't really existed specifically for financial coaches. So there is Mint, there's YNAB, there's every dollar. There are like consumer-facing tools. Mm-hmm. But as I figured out as a coach relatively early on, it was kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, it was better than nothing. It was better than trusting yeah. clients to say, I feel like I spent less than I did last month. And then saying, oh, that's great. I'll trust you on that. Yeah. It's a step up from there. However, it was challenging to only have access to the software mm-hmm. when I was on the calls with them. So I couldn't go in and look at what was going on in the meantime. I couldn't categorize transactions for my clients, the ones that never wanted to do it themselves. And also, if I was going to have access to do that, they would have to give me their login and password. Which Which is a liability issue for you, a security and privacy issue for them. It's not Um, great. And it also means that if you have 10 clients, you have 10 separate logins and passwords to each of these things. Yeah. And uh, if my clients are any example, um, memorizing one password is hard enough at times, memorizing 10 that aren't even yours. Yeah, And a lot of people would find workarounds for this. What I would say is you have to realize that most people are very bad with passwords. Mm -hmm. Them giving you their login and password for Mint probably means that you have their login and password for all sorts of other things. And although you wouldn't do anything with it, just the access to their bank accounts creates liability for you. So not a great situation. (laughs) And even having access to their YNAB mint every dollar, whichever account, you don't have, you know, if the client doesn't update their bank accounts or it's not linking, then you don't have the data and you have to go back to them anyway. Yeah. So it was an imperfect solution because they're just were not great solutions. And so what we want to talk about today is like what software is out there actually for financial coaches mm-hmm. or that has tried or that to, financial coaches can use. I was going to say, yeah. or tried to like be used by financial coaches is kind of a like make it work because having real numbers in real time for your clients is really important <laughs> in order to like that. Uh, oh, yeah. In order for you as a coach to see their progress, in order for them to actually see what's going on and for you to give insights on that that progress and trajectory. So shall we, Joshua? Yeah, let's let's start it off. And we'll I want to start with kind of an allegory, which is for all the reasons that we just identified, financial coaching software was going to be important for FCN members. 
as well as other reasons that we didn't even go into of why it would be really important for FCN members. So we tried to find a financial coaching software. You did most of the sort of digging around for this. Yeah. How would that go? (laughs) To get to the punchline, it didn't go great. Uh, There were tools, which I'm sure you'll speak to, for that financial advisors use that are financial advising platforms that have some kind of cash flow. I wouldn't even necessarily call it budgeting. And for some of them, some of them do have budgeting functionality, but it's not really built specifically for budgeting, cash flow, reporting. It's not built for financial coaches. And while budgeting and cash flow is an important piece of what good financial planning or comprehensive financial planning is, I think it's also just one of the six different things. So you have like cash flow planning, yeah. investment planning, life planning, or estate planning, I should say. You have a lot of different, different things. things. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Eight different things you're focusing on. <laughs> and so as such, you have part of the software that's there, but not really meant to be the, in, the majority. Yeah. And, and that's, that was a big challenge in, in looking for this was that there was no solution that actually was for this. Every solution in the financial planning world is it's an afterthought, right? Most financial planning software, they absolutely do have transactions, categorization of transactions. They will build a budget. However, that budget is basically a backwards looking, which most software is backwards looking, right? Mint is backwards looking. Most software is backwards looking. But it's not really good at being able to handle transactions. So for example, in most of the financial planning world software, not really a big deal because you're not dealing with this in detail as a financial advisor generally. But most of the software will categorize a transfer from your checking account to your savings account as an expense. In addition to that, the categorizations are oftentimes way off. It is so I use one of these softwares with my financial planning clients. And when the categorizations come in, about 60% is miscellaneous and uncategorized. Housing is generally maybe two to five percent of people's budgets, which we know is totally accurate. And so there ends up being a, a lot of work around this to even get it to some place where you could even call it inaccurate rather than grossly inaccurate. Yeah. Right. And it's not, I don't really blame them, right? Financial planners spending $2 million of development time on the budgeting thing, which is an afterthought for financial planning or a small part of a financial planner's business is not going to be anywhere near as useful for the planners nor for the clients versus spending more money on getting the tax projections correct or spending more money on having a better social security module or whatever else that the planners are dealing with. The other thing is goals are, you know, the budgeting thing doesn't interact directly and super well with goals. It's another thing. And then finally, there's a lot of things that you're paying for with that software that you're just not going to use as a financial coach. Correct. And you've got to turn them off or else you have liability of, well, you gave me this investment advice. Well, no, I didn't. 
but you had access to it and you know you made some decisions around it. And it's a very fine line between you being able to say, well, I didn't give it to them, but I did give them the software that, that gave them these blah, 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 blah. So you're paying for a lot of stuff that you're not going to use and you shouldn't be using to protect yourself. Correct. And that's another thing that we found that was kind of challenging is higher upfront costs for mm-hmm. these tools. And so some that could feel prohibitive to coaches who have one or two clients yeah. and are just starting out. Yeah. hundred and some odd dollar to 300 and some odd dollar per month up to six or seven or $800 per month. Right. And totally makes sense for established financial planning firms, not so much for coaching businesses. So what kind of exists is a couple of other items that are currently available. So the financial planning, they're not great. There is a, within the financial planning world, a software called Cashflow Map or Cashflow Mapper. It's designed primarily as a marketing tool for financial advisors. And from what I can tell, more for financial advisors that are insurance sales and other things along those lines. You go in and you manually put in the information. Uh, at least from reviews of people that have used it, you manually put in the information and then it gives you, builds out sort of a cash flow and a budget and what we'd spend money on in the future. And then that allows you to be able to say, okay, we can free up this amount of money here that can be used to invest for your retirement or put into this annuity or buy this life insurance that you need and you don't know how to get, right? Got it. But even when when you go to the website, most of the conversation is about your marketing. So it's not really a tool for servicing clients. It's primarily a tool to have that conversation to tee up a financial planning recommendation. Right. Got it. And so that's kind of the closest thing that there is to financial planning that we were able to find. Yeah. And with that, you know, or financial coaching software that we were able to find. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's tough, you know, if it's if that's not the core thing that it's doing. Really is cash flow or budgeting. You have to manually enter transactions, no like linking data feeds. That becomes a lot of work as a coach or a client to, yeah. to do that. So the, the question becomes what do you do when you want something and you can't find it? <laughs> <laughs> you wait serendipitously for someone to reach out to you and say, hey, I have this thing. Yeah, I uh, mean, you, you kind of do it yourself to, to, to a degree. degree yeah. And that's what we're, uh, we're doing as, as FCN. Yeah. And so there is a software company. This is the idea of someone reached out to us. There is a software company in Australia that has built a very, very robust cash flow planning, budgeting, debt, everything tied to goals, reports that you can have sent out to clients on hey, you're really close to running out of your money for entertainment for this month, or these are your top spending categories or you know, all sorts of different types of reports to help clients. And they're not around putting the retirement plan together or making sure that the clients are fully insured or other things that are financial planning. It's all around budgeting and cash flow. And so we basically are bringing it over to the United States. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, in kind of a 
fun series of events, we now find ourselves as FCN with a, a software that has been used for a good amount of time, five, six, seven years in Australia, and has been developed for the US and now FCN. We're modifying it and getting it ready. So it's been the te- backend technology has been connected to the US. We're also modifying it and getting it ready to have the correct language and other things. And yeah, there Certain are some things like dates. You know, we in the US and we have to convert everything back from the metric system. You know, they're, <laughs> they're talking about stones and leaders. And we're like, guys, this isn't going to work. We can't do it in a fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Little uh, stuff like that. And we say yeah. it kind of jokingly, but it's true. It's like the underlying fundamentals. And, they and a lot of people think, uh, you know, some people might say, oh, well, dates, wait a second, why would dates matter? The time difference actually changes when dates roll over. And for humans, that's not a big deal. You kind of just do that little operation in your head. For computers, that actually makes a really big deal in how they process stuff. So yeah, so that's to our knowledge. And if anyone knows of other software, please put them in the comments below. <laughs> Uh, or put it in the, if you're listening live right now, put it in the Facebook group, Garrett will, I'm sure read it out and we can take a look, take a look, but to our knowledge, it is the only software that's specifically built for financial coaches. Yep. And so FCN's your spending tracker. It's a name you will want to remember. (laughs) Now, as Josh said, it's something that we are in the process of beta testing at this point. Yeah, beta testing. And it's something that over time we will have the ability for coaches if you are not an FCN member. And we're looking at, okay, is that something that you can have access to as a non FCN member? I mean, what that will look like. But just at the time of recording, that's not something that you are able to get a free trial and just take on a test drive yourself if you aren't a member of FCN. It'll come if not. Quite here yet. Although maybe by the time this podcast actually airs, it might be. We'll see. It's true. It is, you know, and that's part of it is without there being other options out there. And this one being, I mean, I use it currently. I've used it since the end of 2021. And I have about 14 or 15 people on it currently. So I've been a power using it. It's pretty damn great. You know, it's really, and it's also helped change my service offering, especially for my clients who are high income earners who are really, really busy and who want to offload the nitty gritty of categorizing of transactions. And they're like, I, I don't want to be in the nitty gritty. I just want to know what the, like, the insights are of my spending and give me the insights. And so having a financial coaching software tool where I can go in outside you know, and not needing their login and passwords, I can categorize transactions for them. I can run reports for them. I can record Loom videos based on those reports and then give them the high level insights that they need in between sessions. Like it's really freaking cool. And so yeah, we can go into if we want a little bit more about like the particulars of the software and why we think it's really great for coaches. Um, but just as someone who has been using it and again has about 15 clients on it now, it's been really great in helping me get better data to them, real data in real time, and um, really up the value of what I do too and the service that I can provide. So you're doing a lot of this categorizing transactions for them. Uh, that's awfully nice of you to, to do that for them. What's in it for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple things. That costs money. And so I charge accordingly uh, where that is my time. In terms of what's in it for me, you know, different 
coaches. Well, let's, let's pause there real quick because I think that's an important thing because a lot of coaches are in this model of, and, and I think it makes total sense predominantly that many coaches are in this model of, I have a three-month program or a six-month program or a whatever program. And we talk a lot in, in launch about you want to make sure that you stop charging the client before the client realizes that they should stop paying you, right? And so that's, that's a very real concern. And it's a very understandable why a lot of coaches are thinking about three-month programs or six-month programs or nine-month programs. And to be sure, you still have a defined period of time where you're doing big, heavy lifting with them. Mm -hmm. But then you move into, I'm going to continue to basically be your kind of like personal accountant for your personal financial life, right? Your your personal CFO, if you will. Not really, but yeah. And uh, close enough. Yeah. And it, it allows you to be able to provide true value on an ongoing basis. Mm hmm. To be able to build a clientele and do it in a way where the amount of value that you provide relative to the amount of work that you have to put in is massively small work to the large value. Right. Yeah. And this is something where just to give people a look behind the behind the scenes. So since I started using the software at the end of 2021. I originally priced it where it was all included. So in the four month program, I would get, we would have our eight sessions and I would also go and categorize all the transactions for them, all included in that price. And then what I've realized is A, I was charging too little for that. <laughs> and B, not everyone actually needed me to categorize the transactions for them. There, a majority of my clients do struggle to categorize consistently and find that additional support helpful, but some of them run with it and are kind of power users and don't need that. So for me, I then am separating those two where it's, you can just have kind of the initial program and then with or without me categorizing transactions for, for you. If I take on the categorizing, here's the additional cost. Then at the end of the program, we have our next steps meeting, which is okay. After this initial program, what do you need? Like with where we are at and what we've accomplished and what you still have yet that you want to accomplish. What's going to be the best way for you to be supported in this? Is this, and right now, the way that I have it is ongoing sessions. It can be quarterly. It can be monthly. You can have the DIY option just where you take the software and do it on your own and we don't have to meet. Right? So I give them those options kind of from a meeting perspective, quarterly, monthly, or not at all. And they're and all, they all have a fee. They, they all have a fee attached. Yeah. To Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So those all have a monthly fee. So I'm trying to stay away from advertising kind of one-off sessions, just mm -hmm. something that uh, I find better results in people who are doing it consistently. But again, there will be cases where clients just need it one-off and randomly. And again, I don't want to lock people into something they don't need. Right? Yeah. But on top of that monthly or quarterly or not at all that they pay for, then there also is the ongoing biweekly categorizing of transactions the sending of biweekly reports, ongoing like access to me via WhatsApp that my clients find helpful. And yeah, giving that with one of those reports, sending a video um, update on what's going on. And they pay for that on a monthly basis. And it's wild. I just, at the end of the program, have said, yeah, and here's that. Uh, most of you have been getting that already. Is that something that is helpful for you to continue? And they're like, dear God, yes. Because like 
again, my people, this won't be for everyone, but for my people, they're like, I'm busy. A lot of them work for themselves. Okay. I want to, I already have a boatload of clients I'm working with, therapists, lawyers, actually I have a decent amount of those. They're like, I'm just really busy. I would rather pay you a couple hundred dollars a month to do this, um, $2.99 specifically. And yeah, I'd rather pay you to do this than me, me do it. Yeah. And it's a very easy conversation. And what I would say for those of you who th- are thinking that, well, my clients don't fall into that category. Mm-hmm. I'd be very, very careful about having that gut reaction, right? People spend money continuously to not have to do work, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's hiring a gardener or going out to fast food so you don't have to cook, right? And while, yeah, having a British butler that's going to come down and uh, cook you breakfast every morning, that's kind of a rich person way of saving time. Lots of people that we don't consider, right? That lots of people who aren't doctors, who aren't lawyers, who are just the every average day person, they will have a gardener or they'll have a housekeeper come in once a month or, or you'll hit up someone on task rabbit or yeah. Upwork or, you know, for business owners, yeah. right? Like you yeah. want to free up your time. Cause you don't want to learn how to draw or, that thing or they'll go to fast food a couple <laughs> right. times a week. Right. I mean, even fast food is that exact same activity of, yeah, I know how to cook. It's not that hard. It's cheaper to cook at home, but I just don't want to spend the 30 minutes. I'm just going to pick up stuff on the way home. Right. And so be very careful about having a gut reaction of, oh, my clients don't make enough money to value their time enough if they see value in something to pay for someone else to do it for them. Right. Yeah. Now, the amount of money they're willing to pay is going to be dependent upon their income. Absolutely. But that mentality is, is not. And also, I've heard this with some financial coaches, and this is kind of YNAB's approach back in the day where they originally didn't have bank integration to data feeds because they thought that auto or that automatically pulling in transactions for people would mean they weren't as mindful about. Mm -hmm. So almost like making it harder for them meant that they would be more diligent and mindful and therefore have more insight into what's going on. That's not true. There's a reason YNAB now goes to the data feed. And and also, you know, if you look at CEOs, if you look at people <laughs> having to go through the minutia of the detail, right? Like hiring a bookkeeper as a business gives you more time as long as you have an understanding, I think, of how to do that process, then also get helpful information from that. That's what's most important. The categorizing yeah. of transactions isn't the most important thing. It can be a helpful process to go through initially to understand how to do that if they eventually want to ever take it over. But like the insights of the budget versus actual, or what are they their top five spending co- categories, and they get that report once a week or twice a week or twice a month. You know, like it, it doesn't have to be a slog for them to get helpful information. Yeah, out of what they're doing. Yeah, and I I think there's a lot of danger in this philosophy. You see this a lot with like, oh, a client needs to build their budget, not me, right? There's this philosophy that if the client isn't doing the hard work, then therefore they're going to, they're not going to be as successful. 
there's there's the danger that number one, that's not necessarily true because the cat, like you said, the categorization isn't important. It's what do you get out of that information? And that's where you as the coach comes in of making sure that they're getting what they need out of that information. Right. And oftentimes if they categorize it, they'll categorize stuff wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll categorize things to make them feel better. And that's not an indictment on clients. It's just like they don't do it's this. Human nature. Yeah. They yeah. don't do this yeah. as their job. Yeah. But there's also a more insidious side of that. And we we see this. This is a very common thing in academia that that is we we talk about and try and try to deal with, which is a lot of people, and you'll hear even big gurus make these types of comments of, yes, I know that this is harder or more difficult or more aggressive, but this is what makes people successful. And the reason why is because the people who do that are very successful, but that doesn't mean that it makes people more successful because what you find in academics is when people are, you know, when, when you say, well, we're not going to go over, I'm not going to answer key term definitions for you in class. That's what the book is for. You're not, I'm not going to do it. Right. And there's evidence that when you do that, the percentage of students that make it to the end of the class have a higher average grade. But notice what I just said there. (laughs) The percentage of students that make it to the end of the class have a higher average grade. And what you're doing is you are filtering out the students that would have struggled because they fail and leave earlier in the semester. And what ends up happening is it's not really that not going over key term definitions was making students more successful. It was that the students that would have been successful anyway are the only ones going through it. Mm-hmm. And we're filtering out the people that would have had, maybe even have passing grades, but lower passing grades, right? Because of these challenges. And it's really important that you're, you're very careful about you know, just even if someone says, oh, I have this study that shows that doing the budget themselves is going, it ha- they, people have higher success rates. That's not enough to know that it's actually better for the client. Mm-hmm. Right. Great point. And these are the types of things that, you know, I'm, I'm particularly sensitive to because the closing the equity gap is a big issue. Mm-hmm. One of the easiest ways to falsely close the equity gap is filter out people. And that's not what we want to do. And that's in academia, it's not what we want to do in financial coaching. Yeah. Right. And look, there is, there is a point to wanting your clients to understand how to do certain processes so that mm-hmm. they don't, um, so that they aren't equipped or so that they are equipped if they stop working with you to be able to continue this work on their own. That is a legitimate concern, a hundred percent. And that should not be an excuse to say, to kind of like make the process hard for them, or or as you said, kind of to filter out as it might happen, those who struggle, Um, you can build it into your process. And that's something I've found is by doing a lot of the heavy lifting for them and kind of moving the, their budget from the spreadsheet into the system and doing like a lot of this manual work for them throughout it allows us to hit a lot of the more important things during, and then I just need to make sure that I'm checking certain boxes that do they know how to do this in the X in the system? Do they know how to do Y? 
right? Do they over time before they may go off on their own, understand how to do these key particular things that are important? And if, and when they do transfer out and do this on their own, do they have access to support materials? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Because if they're spending more time doing boring or like doing the nitty gritty stuff, you can lose them. They may not think it's also valuable if they aren't spending the time doing the highest value work with you as a coach. So that's really important to, to think about as well. I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but yeah, I, but I think it, I think it's not a tangent because it really ties into the value of software, the value of doing the categorizations for them, building budgets, whatever else, and the value of them learning to do it on their own. So a lot of, a lot of clients, they come to me and in the initial conversation, they'll say, well, you know, I really want to learn how to do this stuff on my own, right? So I, I don't want to have to rely on you to do X or Y. And my honest response to that is that that's great because I want you to learn how to do this stuff. Because if I'm spending all my time dealing with the levels one, two, and three stuff, we are never going to be able to get you to the levels four, five, and six. So the more of the basic stuff you're comfortable doing, right? The more opportunity we have to work on the stuff that's going to make an even bigger difference. And I, and I would say the same thing with coaching, right? Yeah, you're probably going to be doing transactions. If I was your client, you would be doing the categorization of transactions for me always. And I will always pay for that because I don't want to have to do it. Um, but, you know, there's, I, I'm going to want to learn how to do, you know, some, some of the budgeting stuff and other things so that we can work on more complex stuff, more advanced stuff, right? And it doesn't mean you have to get into investments and all that stuff more you know, thinking about longer term savings, thinking about, I, I'm now able to kind of manage my credit card debt on my own so that I'm, I'm working on that. Great. Now we can start working on figuring out how to, how to buy a house. Or I finally have an emergency fund. Like right. this was such yeah. a big goal of mine for so long. Like what the hell do I do now? Right. Like that was the mountain I was trying to climb for so long. And now that I'm here, I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. Right. So as people get to different stages, new challenges or new desires, um, new goals pop up and that's, that's what coaching is all about. And, and you're hundred percent right. Like ha them eventually being able to take on those level one, two, and three, or paying you as the coach to mm -hmm. do that just opens up much more fun conversations, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think we're good. We're a little over our usual time. I think we're about five minutes over, but hopefully no one will yell at us. Uh, no one has yelled at us yet, but <laughs> if you have, um, any questions that we have not answered, and you're in the Facebook group, go ahead and throw them in the comments. If you are listening to this as a podcast, you can put it as a, either a review or just send us a question at info. Send us an email with the question at info at financialcoachesnetwork.com. Joshua, thank you as always. It was a pleasure. And we'll be on next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Uh, it also helps iTunes and everything else know that you liked it and suggest it to other people. And if you can think of one person, a financial coach or someone aspiring to be, who would connect with what we talked about today, share it with them as well. 
If you're ready to take the next step and build your successful financial coaching business, FCN has turnkey resources to help you get clients, work with clients effectively, and run your business efficiently. Head to Financial Coaches Network backslash start here or Financial Coaches Network backslash stall if you're Sean Connery. Thank you again for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast.